on deck approach from the Biden administration in handling a crisis that began 10 days ago, the heinous terror attack in Israel that killed more than 1,400 people, a crisis that continues to threaten the innocent lives of hundreds of hostages and endanger the entire civilian population of Gaza in a spiraling humanitarian calamity. In the next hour, President Joe Biden will depart for Israel for what could be one of the most important trips of his presidency. His visit is, of course, a show of support for an ally grieving the murder of more Jewish lives than at any time since the Holocaust, but also bracing for a deadly and dangerous point in this conflict with Hamas. It is also a high-wire diplomatic endeavor with nothing less than the possibility of a major regional conflict breaking out, looming over every fraught development. And every development on the ground in the last few hours has been that fraught. It's also added fuel to a very volatile situation. There are reports of a deadly strike on a hospital in Gaza. Now, the hospital was filled, of course, with the wounded and with Palestinians seeking shelter. Hundreds are believed to have been killed in the strike. But a spokesman for the Israeli military denies targeting that hospital and says the hospital was not a target. Moments ago, they said that they believe that a rocket from the militant group Islamic Jihad is to blame. Now, the ramifications of the strike on the hospital are already being felt. The AP reports that Palestinian leader President Mahmoud Abbas has canceled his planned meeting with President Joe Biden. But do other one, do other Republicans feel the same way you do? They're just not willing to say it out loud. Absolutely. I, I have talked to a number of people who have come up to me and almost whispered, "Thank you." Um, and and I know whispered. Yes. No. There, there is. Why a, are they so? I don't understand. Why? What are they afraid of? They're, well, the Republicans who are going to vote against Jim Jordan on the second ballot, which will be more Republicans. More. Than, more. Absolutely. Um, uh, want the cover of saying, I voted for Jim Jordan, but now it's time to move on. The, the problem is they are afraid of a primary. The calls that are coming in are, are ridiculous. They're, they're in the hundreds, if not thousands, uh, that are coming into every office right now. The grassroots uh, campaign is, is very strong for Jim Jordan. Um, and that's because of the far-right activists that are, that are pushing this, the political operatives like Hannity, et cetera? I, I would say right, not far-right, being, yeah. being on the right. Okay. Yes, uh, I, would, I would say yes. They're, they're conservative activist <clears throat> groups that are uh, calling in across the country. Tuesday, 17 October, year of Lord 2023. They are not happy with your, um, your observations as you call in the... Um, the, the old bulls or the cardinals in the house are not happy. Now, uh, Jordan got to 200. He was 20, he was 20, not 20, sure, he had 20 against him. They're having a struggle session last now, uh, right now. Technically, they were going to come back, we heard from pretty reliable sources, at 6 o'clock. 
but now we've heard from other people that may not be happening. Uh, our recommendation to Jim Jordan, like on Friday, get on the floor and don't come off until you got it. Just keep pounding. I don't think behind closed door struggle sessions help. Not at this stage. So Jordan, I think, has made a major tactical error depending upon Tom Emmer. Tom Emmer is virulently anti-Trump. They're depending on him. I think a huge mistake, and we'll see how it plays. But if Ken Buck is right, if more people vote against Jordan on the second uh, ballot, that shows negative momentum. We'll have to see how it plays out. But more of that to come. It's supposed to be 6 o'clock. We're here, uh, whatever. I've got the uh, honor to have Congressman Tom Tiffany. Congressman, uh, first, you have a proposal up, you and Andy Ogles, that no uh, refugees whatsoever um, should— um, Palestinian refugees are from the uh, Gaza Strip, Gazans. None should come to the United States of America. Can you walk us through that, sir? So the bill is really pretty simple, Steve. It's called the Gaza Act, and it's basically zero people come in that have a Palestinian Authority passport or what passes as a passport from the Palestinian Authority that's recognized in this country that we should not be offering them visas to be able to come in here Um you know, we've seen what has happened, the horrific violence that has happened in the Middle East um, to Israel and why we would bring them in here. When you couple that with what's happened with the southern border, what happened in Afghanistan, um, I saw this as a preemptive strike against the Biden administration because we've seen what they've done before. We do not want them to be able to bring, be able to bring in hundreds of thousands of people into the United States that chant death to Israel, death to America. Um, why we would do that, I mean, it basically is cultural suicide to have something like that happen. Jennifer Jacobs, one of the most um, dialed in of all the reporters that covers the White House, Bloomberg, just went across the terminal a little while ago. And this is not a parody, Tom Tiffany, Congressman Tiffany. The Biden administration plans to ask Congress for $100 billion in Ukraine and Israel aid. Given the, given you you have been one of the few, if not the only congressman that went to the Darien Gap, given the fact that you've gone to the railhead of the invasion of this country, what do your folks up in, in Wisconsin say when they hear the concept of a $33 trillion debt uh, deficit now of $2 trillion, came and pay the interest, the bonds can't be sold, you guys are going to fight, you're going to have dogfights over CRs and omnibus and every line item, you guys are up to 3 and 4 in the morning going through the appropriations bill, pulling out million-dollar allocations and fighting over that. When you hear someone come forward and say, I'm going to ask for a $100 billion supplement for Ukraine and Israel, how do you think that's going to set with the folks in your district? That's going to be a no. And so, you know, people are really generous. And um, and, and I think there's a willingness to fund uh, Israel to uh, because they're willing to defend themselves and they're willing to put money into the kitty to be able to fund their military. Um, but I think these things need to be decoupled. And in particular, in regards to the southern border, if there, it does not require money 
to secure our southern border. It just requires using the existing assets that are there to secure that border. Now, I could see a little additional money that would go to Border Patrol agents, things like that. But otherwise, it's just a matter of saying no. Reinstitute, remain in Mexico. Make sure that people, if they're going to make their asylum claim, that they don't do it in the United States of America. As so often happens, when you deal with liberals and progressives, Steve, it's always about spend more money. You don't have to spend more money. All you got to do is secure the border. And then in regards to Israel, we've got a bill pending $3.3 billion of military aid that we passed recently um, that is sitting over at the Senate. The Senate can just pass that bill and send it to the president. He can sign it. And there will be additional help that will move to Israel. When you see the kind of supplementals, are, are you afraid that if we if we if we see the supplemental if if we if your bill gets passed or if we say, OK, no, no Palestinian, no Gazan refugees to the United States. Do you think an alternative is going to be either Jordan or Egypt, the Sinai? of what they're going to come back to the United States and ask for two, three, four, five, ten billion a year to underwrite that? Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they do that type of thing. Um, but, you know, think about it. I, I thought, Steve, that just today, um, the premier or president of Jordan, he said that our red line is that we will not take any refugees from Gaza. I mean, so think about that. We are expected here in America, or some would like us, to take in perhaps hundreds of thousands of refugees um, out of Gaza and in uh, controlled by the Palestinian Authority. But yet their neighbors say, no, that's a red line. We will not take these people, Egypt, Jordan, and other countries. Why in the world would we take them here? Do you th do you have uh, much hope that this is going to pass even in the conference? You got to have the hazard rule. The majority, of the majority, want to bring it forward. Do you think you have enough of your colleagues that are prepared to take the hard line uh, to move this legislation forward? Boy, it's going to be tough. I mean, I can just see them coupling this um, Ukraine and Israeli Israel aid, and if they throw in a sweetener with Taiwan, I mean, it's going to be really difficult especially for the defense hawks. I mean, they're going to vote for this. And as long as it has Ukraine aid in it, the Democrats are, are going to vote for it, every single one of them. And um, so it's going to be really tough to stop. Congressman, how do you, I mean, how do you, what do you tell your constituents? Uh, the, the financial, the, the financing of this is out of control. The government, in fact, the Treasury got back with E.J. and Tony when he reached out to them for us about why they haven't put out the, the numbers from the fiscal year, because they're, they're supposed to have it out a couple of business days. They said they're not going to have it till this Friday. The reason is they're trying to cook the books because they understand how bad the deficit's going to be over $2 trillion. The, the, the people in your district get it. In the imperial capital, what, the, what does the House and the Senate not get about the financial calamity we're in? You know, it's business as usual. And I think part of it, Steve, is that there isn't this calamitous event, single event that happens. You've got this slow rolling inflation. And by the way, the government um, um, lies to the American people in regards to what inflation is, right? They exclude food and energy 
from the measurement of inflation. Paul Krugman just put out recently, hey, inflation's under control and uh, you know, food and energy are not in there. So if you don't eat, if you don't drive a car and you don't heat your home, there's no inflation, <laughs> you know? And, um, you know, that's the kind of craziness that comes out of Washington, D.C. I think people are slowly catching on to that. But it's just this slow boil that happens of the American people with the inflation that's going on. There isn't this single event that happens. The problem, Steve, is that, you know, many times I've seen this saying that says, you know, uh, a crisis happens oftentimes slow, 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 and then, boom, it hits. I hope that doesn't happen to the United States of America with um, uh, uh, with our financial system, with what is going on here, because at some point there has to be a reckoning. Simple as that. Uh, Congressman, uh, walk us through what do you think happens when you guys reconvene regarding uh, Jim Jordan's uh, attempt for the speakership? You know, I think it's going to go one way or the other, Steve. There's going to be some more people jump off the ship and uh, Jim won't have more votes or we um, Jim is able to convince some more people to join us. I can just tell you that I'm in it for as many rounds as it takes to get Jim Jordan as a speaker. Um, you know, we saw 15 rounds for Kevin McCarthy. Um, I think Jim should do the same. It is the place and time for a, Pierce, a person of Jim Jordan's um, caliber to lead the House of Representatives, someone that has a real vision for America and what we should be doing as a House, and someone that provides a leadership. And, and, you know, Steve, I would just say this. I've been through a lot of leadership votes, both in the state legislature as well as out here in Congress. And this is a different vote. This is a different vote than a bill or anything like that. Um, this is about someone who can truly lead the conference and it is why I am fully on board. I've seen Jim Jordan as the chairman of the Judiciary Committee. We are well prepared. We go into these um, uh, we go into these hearings. We go into the questioning of people like Mayorkas and FBI director and others. We are fully prepared. Jim Jordan knows how to get us ready. I just think he'd be a terrific speaker. Congressman Tiffany, where do people go to find out more about you, particularly uh, your bill about uh, no Palestinian refugees and all your knowledge about the border and the invasion of the country? Yeah, you can just go to at Rep. Tiffany. You can find us there um, or just go to our website. There you see it. Congressman Tom Tiffany, go there. You can find uh, the information. We got a great um, we got a great communications team and they make sure people are fully apprised of what we're doing. You got a great communications team, sir, and you also have a congressman there. It's got a lot of courage. It takes a lot of courage to go down the Darien Gap and uh, report to the American people. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Honor to have you on. Okay, we're going to get down into it, into the trenches. That's where you got to be before the ramparts. Next in the war room. Last month, the G20 announced a plan to impose digital currencies and digital IDs on their respective populations. No, I'm not making that up. That is a fact. Central bank digital currencies essentially allow the government to track every purchase you make. They could even allow officials to prohibit you from purchasing certain products or easily freeze or seize part or all of your money. Let that sink in for a second. In essence, they enable the government to take more control over your personal finances. Concerned Americans are diversifying their assets into physical gold with the help of Birch Gold Group. 
If you want a physical asset held in a tax-sheltered retirement account, you should call Birch Gold 2. But learn for yourself. Text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898, and they'll send you a free info kit on gold. The easiest way to become a Birch Gold customer, if you have an IRA or 401k from a previous employer just gathering dust, Birch Gold can help you convert it into IRA into gold. And you don't pay a penny out of pocket. Let me repeat that. You don't pay a penny out of pocket. Text Bannon to 989898. Claim your free info kit on gold. Then call Birch. Because if digital currency becomes a reality, and trust me, they're on the path to make it so, it'll be nice to have some gold to fall back on. It's only worked for 5,000 years of mankind's history. Let Birch Gold work for you. Bannon. 989898, text it right now. A diverse group here, this 20 that didn't vote for Jim Jordan. A couple of things are striking about it. Number one is the fact that the number's 20, when you were listening to some of Jordan's allies set the stakes for this vote today, they were talking about being within 10 votes, single digits. It ends up being 20 votes, uh, 20 Republicans who go against Jordan on this. By contrast, Kevin McCarthy in that first vote for speaker back in January, when he fell short, there were 19 Republican defections. So there actually was one more Republican defection this time around. But when you look at it, uh, ultimately, there was one Republican who was missing, Gus Bill Arrakis from Florida. It sounds like he's expected back later. He'd be a Jordan vote. If he is back, it would put Republicans at 221 votes, 212 for the Democrats. And basically, it would mean that four defections, that, uh, that uh, Jordan could endure four defections from this list. And so you take a look through this list here. These were all the Republicans we were keeping an eye on going into this vote, you know, who hadn't indicated publicly how they were going to vote. And when you say there's a range, you're right. So Don Bacon from Nebraska did not vote for Jordan. He voted for McCarthy. Who's Don Bacon? Well, Don Bacon's more of a moderate Republican. He represents that congressional district in Nebraska that actually voted for Joe Biden by seven points in the 2020 election. He's a blue district Republican, and he voted. It's probably in his political interest in that district not to be voting for Jim Jordan to be taking a public stand against him. But interestingly, there are 18 Republicans in the House who come from blue districts like Don Bacon did. Only six of them voted against Jim Jordan. The majority, two-thirds of them, actually voted for Jim Jordan. What you also saw, you had your guest earlier this hour, Ken Buck. Ken Buck from Colorado, very conservative, not from a blue district. He seems to be dug in here against Jim Jordan. When it comes to this, you go further down this list and you see other Republicans. Kay Granger from Texas, safely Republican district. She's voting against Jordan. Mike Kelly from Pennsylvania, safely Republican district. He's talked about this idea of Patrick McHenry maybe becoming an interim 30-day speaker, of expanding his powers. You get Jen Kiggins from the Virginia Beach area. This is politically competitive territory. Joe Biden actually carried this district by two points. A bunch of the Long Islanders from New York against him. So there is sort of a mix right there. And again, the bottom line is if five if five who voted against Jordan dig their heels in and absolutely refuse, he's not going to get the number. He's not going to get elected speaker. And so it really sets an interesting stage for the upcoming second vote that apparently is going to happen because you want to see how many of these folks who voted against Jordan on this first ballot 
How many of them were kind of getting a frustration about the process of the last few weeks out of their system and are willing to get on board with Jordan for the second bout? Obviously, that's what his team is hoping for, that they can chip away at that 20, show progress, keep going, keep momentum going. But what Ken Buck told you at the start of this hour is very interesting as well. How many Republicans told Jordan they'd be with him on the first ballot They'd be willing to give him a chance to get to a majority or to get very close to that majority. And seeing him fall 20 votes short, how many might now join in the no crowd? Does he lose more votes than he gains? Does he gain more votes than he loses? Feels like a very important inflection point, potentially, in this second ballot for Jordan. What direction is he heading here? But do other, one, do other Republicans feel the same way you do? They're just not willing to say it out loud? Absolutely. I, I have talked to a number of people who have come up to me and almost whispered, thank you. Um, and, and I know... Whispered? Yes. No, there, there is Why a, are they so... I don't understand. Why, what are they afraid of? They're, well, the Republicans who are going to vote against Jim Jordan on the second ballot, which will be more Republicans... More. Than, more. Absolutely. Um, uh, want the cover of saying, I voted for Jim Jordan, but now it's time to move on. The, the problem is they are afraid of a primary. The calls that are coming in are, are ridiculous. They're, they're in the hundreds, if not thousands, uh, that are coming into every office right now. The grassroots uh, campaign is, is very strong for Jim Jordan. Um, and that's because of the far right activists that are, okay. that are pushing um, this. The far right act, the far, the far right activists, that would be you. 202-225-3121. Ken Buck, but particularly the old bulls. I have some breaking news that's kind of a blockbuster. There's not going to be any vote at six because they're not coming back tonight. There's going to be no more votes tonight. Tom Emmer, the whip, just put that out. And they will return tomorrow at 11. The bad news is we're not voting, which they should be. The way you break the bulls is you put them on public display. You don't give them any room to hide. And you just go at just <clears throat> like we did in January. Remember how upset people were? Remember how Fox News and they're getting all upset? This is chaos. This is chaos. Round after round after round after round. You just relentless. 15, and we got, you know, we cut the deal that we, we, we got the deal we got. Here they decided they're going to try to do it behind closed doors and go cut some deals. The old bulls, clearly, you know, Jordan, we always knew he'd get, you know, around 16. I think to 20, as I said earlier in the show today, if he didn't get to 200, going to be tough. And some people were already flaking on him after the, he picked up a couple, but I think he lost a couple too. We need to break these appropriators. These are these um, essentially Southern congressmen that come from super mega districts that are in charge of the appropriations. That would be the money flow. And right now we got them on the run. And this is a fight. And, and look, just like the first debt deal. Remember the first debt deal had one year and a trillion and a half dollars, which, by the way, they would be in violation of right now which is the reason we didn't have a problem with it because then we'd have locked the whole thing down. We didn't love that bill. You remember it. We didn't love it. You didn't love it. But we prepared to accept it because it was a, it was a way to, 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 to get there. You know, there's a lot about Jim Jordan's a good man. He's a solid man. Of course, they talked to him on TV. He's the most right-wing insurrectionist you've ever met. And if you came to the war room, and particularly if you went in the live chats, or you went to our public uh, speeches and talks and met with the audience afterwards, you would find that 
you know, Jim Jordan is not nearly the hammer he used to be, that the, the war room and this, and this audience that continues to light up the switchboard and email and, and social media and, and meet people at town halls and voice their, voice their uh, outrage of this. You, you should voice your outrage. It's outrageous. And why is it outrageous watching the destruction of the country? How can I say that? It's quite simple. I look at this uh, mayhem in the Middle East and we're being sucked into a major Middle East conflict. Now, how do I know that? Because Biden's getting ready to leave from Andrews Air Force Base to fly over there, CENTCOM commanders on the ground. So essentially, the, the, it's gonna, the optics of the world is going to look like America's there and owns and is signed off of and approved the Israeli military strategy. And I have a hospital, the Anglican, the Anglican Church Hospital in, uh, in, uh, in what, Gaza City got hit by a missile. Now, the IDF is saying, hey, it was the uh, Islamic Jihad, the Palestinian Islamic Jihad, which is kind of the junior partner to the Muslim Brotherhood. That'd be Hamas. And they hit this hospital, and I don't know, they have 500,000 casualties. But you're going to have these types of things happen all the time. That's just the fog of war. Regardless of who did it, this is what happens. And this thing is igniting a tinderbox up in Judean Samaria, which the secularists at CNN and the BBC call the West Bank, but it's Judean Samaria. Up in Ramallah tonight, it looked like a major riot going on. So, you know, Israel's in a tough strait. And this is only going to get, it's only going to get tougher as they start digging out the Muslim Brotherhood out of the tunnels underneath Gaza City and displacing. That's where we started with Tom Tiffany. Tom Tiffany is, is a good man. Tom Tiffany's a decent man. Tom Tiffany's not a not uh, someone looking for retribution. Or Tom Tiffany, you know, he's like the folks in Wisconsin. You don't get any nicer than those folks up there. But Tom Tiffany's saying, no, we can't do this. He's, Tom Tiffany's been down to the Darien Gap. He's seen the tsunami that's coming to the United States. He's seen what's come across the southern border. He's seen the fentanyl and the and the crime and all the out of na- uh, the out of control nature of it. And I think we've got footage. We got some footage today from from a protest the other day in Dallas, Texas. Looks like ten thousand you know Palestinians there. Just just let me know when you got it. We'll play it again. But my point is is that the whole world is starting to come unglued, and only this audience. The audience is stability. The audience is a, you are a still point in a turning world. And now you're a still point in a, in a madly spinning out of control world. So Biden, for the first time since World War II, since either what, Casablanca or Cairo, those conferences in, you know, 40, what, 43 and 44, ha, has a, an American field commander and an American president, a commander in chief of the armed forces, as illegitimate as he is, are going to be together in Israel, going through a war plan with 25,000. Now we have 25,000 essentially combat troops, sailors, two, two carrier strike groups. Um, I think a Marine uh, brigade is getting ready. You've got 2,000 Army personnel, logistics, and uh, in, in medical services. Mo knows what that is. She was one of the logistics types. They're going in. This is all combat support, right? You've got if folks... In I think already helping at least with the intelligence and the coordination of hostage rescue. 
we're in this and we're getting we're getting deeper in it every day. And over in over in Beijing, you got you got uh, you got uh, Putin and Xi. Have you seen the photos? They look like they're on the first date. They couldn't be had. They're laughing at you. They're laughing at you. And Biden just put forward up in your grill with this financial debacle happening before our eyes, inflation everywhere, credit cards out of control, can't get a mortgage, can't pay for a second mortgage, $100 billion. I want that to burn into you. $100 billion for the Ukraine and Israel. How about this? It's got to be separated out. They say the Israeli part's 90, uh, $10 billion, so that means the Ukrainian part's 80 to $90 billion. So they can money launder and child traffic and have the bioweapons labs. It's up in your face and they're laughing at you right now. Back in a moment. We rejoice when there's no more. Let's take down the CCP. Question, who protects the troops who protect us? Well, we will. Imagine you're serving halfway around the world and you learn the title to your home, that legal document that proves it's actually yours has been forged and it's not in your name anymore. But we can't let that happen and we won't let it happen. Home title theft is a clear and present danger for all homeowners. And that's why I trust Home Title Lock. And now Home Title Lock is protecting those who protect us and giving back. For every subscription you purchase from Home Title Lock, they'll donate one year of free service to a military family in your name. Our troops deserve the peace of mind in knowing that while they protect us, Home Title Lock protects their most valuable asset. We all need to protect the title to our homes. I'll share updates, but for now, please join me. Protect your home's title at HomeTitleLock.com slash Bannon and use promo code Bannon. And when you do, they'll protect the home of a service member in your name. That's HomeTitleLock.com slash Bannon, code Bannon. HomeTitleLock.com slash Bannon, code Bannon. Do this for the troops. Do it today. Use your agency. Host Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, you can see in the tweets, and if, if Mo and Grace, because I'm in the middle of this, you, you can start putting them up. Also, take that Bloomberg article. Let's get the Bloomberg article up in all the chats so people can see it. $100 billion. Supplemental. We just passed a, they've passed a 800 and, I don't know, $50 billion defense bill. Doesn't include intelligence. Add that in, it's a trillion dollars. You're paying, and you add the interest to pay for it all, which we have to try to sell the bonds to the Chinese, which we can't do anymore. We're in a, um, we're in a fix. We're in a jam. And this country will be one thing or the other when we get through this. There's a lot of other times, you know, the, 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 the cultural stuff, and that's all vitally important, and we have to win those fights. And we are winning them. But when it gets down to it, when you talk about particularly people I hear all the time, I'm for, you know, Mike Pence, I'm for limited government. Well, Mike, where are you in the trenches here, bro? Judas. You know, I don't, uh, I don't, I don't see you as being part of this. And this is where it is. This is why this fight with these appropriators, the fight with the Armed Services Committee is inside baseball. But this is how the thing rolls. If you want to take it apart, if you want to stop it. 
if you want to stop this madness, and it is madness. And here's why it's madness. The incentives in the system are completely out of whack. They're incentivized to do this. There's no penalty. It's all free shots on gold, a free option. So, of course, in human nature, they're going to continue to do it. And they do enough, just like in human nature, to convince yourself that you're doing the right thing. Think about it for a second. Where the nation's finances are and the difficulty we have now in even paying the interest, which will be quite by 25 will be a trillion dollars. And remember, everybody, you know, we said about the pandemic, it was when we said about transhumanism and AI, when we said about this and the, and the finances, it's, oh, oh, this hair's on fire. So it's years or decades away. I said, no, 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 no. Just look at the critical path. Look how things develop. It's going to be here much sooner. And then once it's here, it's limited your ability to do other things. When people talk to you about tax cuts right now, that's a fantasy. That's a fantasy. What you're going to have to have at some point in time is massive tax increases. Yep. Just just do the math. Now, it's who's going to have those taxes increase on. Is it going to be in the middle class? going to be the working class? Are you not bled white already? Is it going to be the super wealthy? Is it going to be the corporations? Who is it? Who's caused this? Who's in back of it? Who's the driver of it? Who's profiting from it? Why is this town like the Paris? Why is this town Paris on the Potomac? Why is life great here? Great restaurants, great boutiques, it, you know, fabulous places to live. You stay away the, the crime infested hellhole part of it. And over in Northern Virginia or the Maryland suburbs. Why? Because seven trillion to ten trillion dollars, we count all the off balance sheet. Seven to ten trillion dollars a year flows through here to be allocated. The allocation of that money is power. That's why the Appropriations Committee and Armed Services are what they call the old bulls are the cardinals. And they run the deal. And you over this weekend for the first time, it's never happened before. You've accomplished so much. A couple of weeks ago, you took out a sitting speaker of the house. That is not a small thing. How do you, I know it's not a small thing? Well, it's never happened in the history of the republic. As much political turmoil as we've been through, and as much as Congress and the House has been the cockpit for that, it's never happened before until you, until this audience. You did that. You, nobody else, you. You changed the direction of American history. And up here they're saying, oh, it's so chaotic. What's chaotic is we have an invasion on the southern border they don't want to address. Has Biden or the or the uh, the appropriate commander, Southcom and Biden, ever been down? Have they ever been down together to the southern border? Has Biden really been to the southern border besides kind of fly by, and give some licking a promise on some um, some speech? Has he ever really been to the border and actually seen the invasion and had his nose rubbed in the invasion? Have any of the military commanders been down? No, they're both in Israel tonight or tomorrow. Are they on the southern border where we have an invasion of our country? Think about it. You think we got a problem with a million or two million Gazan refugees? And that's a problem since the a king of Jordan just told us, hey, guess what? We're not taking any and Egypt's not taking any. So suck on that. Okay. 
I got it. I guess that means that Norway, Sweden, the United States, we're signing up. We're not doing it. We're not taking one, not one. And I want to send the Ukrainians back and I want to send the Afghans back. All of them. All of them. So since we want to send the Ukrainians back, it's not a racial thing. They're just not Americans. We don't have room. We don't have uh, we don't have resources. We don't have schools. We don't have hospitals. We don't have it. It's time to go. Time to go back. And now they're trying to jam Palestinians in here, and they're going to do it. Or they're going to have you underwrite the refugee camps in the Sinai. And Biden's over there. He's going to own it after tomorrow. He's over there, you know, getting senior military briefings. What happens if he gets a senior military briefing and for some reason some other something else happens on a hospital? And now they're pointing fingers at each other. We're going to have Carrie Sheffield on. She just did BBC. We're going to have Carrie on, who used to be a reporter for the Jerusalem Post. We'll have her on the next hour, try to break it all down. But this is what happens. This is the, this is the, this is the friction of war. These things will happen. And particularly when you're going into urban combat where 2 million people live, it's going to happen a lot. This is going to be Fallujah to the 10th power. And you remember how Fallujah turned out. Fallujah, was that fun? Was that invigorating? Ask the Marines that were there. Ask the Special Forces snipers that were there. And we took weeks to, cl- t- it took weeks to clear that out and only got, I don't know, two-thirds of it clear of folks before they went in. Do I have I have a brother Lindell? Mike, give me an update. How how are we doing on the factory floor? We have many tasks and purpose here in the war room. One is to make sure that we get appropriate speaker. And look, it's not the look, we want Jordan and we've advocated he should be up there and he should have been there Friday and make, keep them all weekend. Bang, bang, bang. Expose them. Take their mask off and let them let their constituents deal with them. That's what they hate. They hate being unmasked. Well, I'm sorry. We're fighting for the direction of this Republican. If you've got to be unmasked, that's the way it is. You're unmasked with a vote. So let's just do it. But if that doesn't happen, it's not the end of the world. It's not the end of the world. If they put up, because here's the deal they're trying to do. The, the, the appropriator is trying to cut a deal with the Democrats to keep McHenry, the, the McCarthy acolyte. They want to keep him around. I got it. I, I see what the play is. I got that. We can live with that. Worm can live with that. This audience will be so fired up. We'll fight you. Every day, be like Stalingrad, every day for every inch of territory. You want to do that? Bring it. Bring your $100 billion. Bring it. Bring all of it. Let's just have it out right now. You've already shown you're irresponsible. Oh, I got, you know, a 1% cut to the budget. Look, Jordan is a good man. Jordan's a solid man. We have, we're trying to push as hard as possible. <clears throat> but as people know, Jordan doesn't agree with one-tenth of the stuff we agree with, that we, we want, we demand. And people go, well, what do you demand? You Well, so far this audience demands have kind of worked, and they're going to work more because they're rational. We don't have the money. We don't have the resources. We don't have the bandwidth. We must focus on this country. If this country is lost, it's all over. End of ballgame. This country must be saved, and this country must be a priority. Do you ever see any of them? When Nikki Haley, any of them ever talk, you ever see, even if they mouth some words of the border, you know it's not in their heart and not in their spirit. It's always someplace else. It's always someplace else. And we have the remnants for that from Vietnam and Iraq and Afghanistan, right? And now Ukraine, we're going to have it in, in, in the Middle East and this 
in a war, the Great Persian War. That's where we're heading. The CCP, the KGB, and the Mullahs. Those three against the West. I got it. Maybe we ought to think it through in advance. Maybe we ought to have a plan in advance. Hey, maybe this guy called Joe Biden ought to come over to the House like the framers thought, and maybe he ought to lay out exactly what he wants to do before we start writing $100 billion. Do you have a plan? The War Powers Act, have you seen? Can you, can you sit there? Even, even if you're opposed to Ukrainian funding, even if you're opposed to Israeli funding, can you sit there and just say, well, here's their plan. Here's where I'm opposed to it. You can't, because there is no plan. Just put more money in. And it'll work itself out. This is because it's a money laundering operation. It's the defense contractors, it's the NGO, all of them. All of them, they're grabbing with both hands. $100 billion. I didn't say that. I couldn't even make, if I said a couple of days ago, Steve, your hair is on fire. This was Bloomberg, and they leaked it. $100 billion. Supplemental. They, did, they got a budget now. It's going to have a trillion and a half or $2 trillion deficit in the one they got up before them. $2 trillion. That's not even good enough. They don't even have that deal yet. They're going to throw another $100 billion on you. And they're laughing at you. Mike Lindell, how are we doing the factory floor of uh, up at uh, up at the great Minnesota company, My Pillow? Well, I want to give a, a update. Uh, this is a project, Steve, that we've been doing for quite a while. You know, when all the big box stores cancel this, everybody, a couple months ago, I I uh, got a, a bunch of our team together and said, you guys, let's reach out to there's 3,400 small town mom pop stores across the country. These are home goods stores, mattress stores, and we've been reaching out to them every day, and we've gained hundreds of them, Steve. So they're all putting in these purchase orders. I just wanted to make an announcement to the Moreover Posse. If you know someone out there in your town that has a small place and they're in this economy, they need help, you know what? Get, get, have them get a hold of my pill. We'll get product in there, and we'll draw the people to them stores away from the big box stores, your Walmarts of the world. And uh, another another thing, Steve, I'm going to be at the factory floor tomorrow doing a commercial. And everyone would like to thank the War Room Posse personally. I got the MyPillow 2.0. We're doing a new commercial on this tomorrow. Remember, you guys, you guys got it first. $39.98. Half price, uh, 50% off. King's just $5 more. We got the My Slippers. Now, when those commercials come out, they're $49.98. Here for the War Room Posse, $39.98. We're making our Christmas Christmas commercials for those. All sizes and styles are in stock. Um, all the towels, the towels, you, you guys, the new towel line's in. $29.98, 12 new colors in for the new towels that came in this week. You guys were the ones that closed out the other one. Now you're going to get the first ones on sale. $29.98 for a six-pack set. And then you got the mattresses and the MyPillow pillow. 2.0 mattress topper. These are all made in the 100% in the USA. And uh, my, my employees just so appreciate, Steve, during this time <coughs> where we were waiting for the new commercials and stuff, the War Posse stepped it up. And we, uh, we're, we'll find out tomorrow. We'll have a great report from the factory floor, but we're, we're real close to 100% Perfect. capacity. I was just on the phone with uh, my managers down there. And we're looking forward to that commercial tomorrow. You've seen one before on our 20-year anniversary. And by the way, those uh, those pillows, our other pillows are all on sale too, everybody, to the War Room Posse. If you go to go to MyPillow.com, promo code War Room, or call the number and keep my call center. 
the call yeah. center, those, those guys too, hey. I just was on the phone with them yesterday hey. on all of them, and they so appreciate every call they get from the War Room Posse. 800-873-1062. 800-873-1062. Make sure you go check out Mike Lindell. We'll see you tomorrow morning. Thank you. 800-873-1062. Keep the operators full. MyPillow.com, promo code WARROOM. Back in a moment. Talk about this floor fight. Are you tired of progressive corporations and exhausted trying to keep up with all the virtue signaling when you're simply trying to buy products? Progressive corporate America continues to push messaging that further alienates conservative Americans, all while eroding the future of the American dream. It's prominent all over the country. Companies like Starbucks strong-arming their customers to support abortion. Financial services like PayPal canceling customers for their political views. Makeup companies like Maybelline making a mockery of women by supporting transgender models. And beer companies like Bud Light forcing gender ideology on you when all you want is to enjoy a cold beer. Thankfully, we don't have to fund these companies any longer with our hard-earned dollars. With Public Square, we now have a solution. It's simple. Join the movement of millions of patriotic Americans who love truth, our country, and our Constitution at publicsq.com. That's publicsq.com. Public Square is an app and website where you can get connected to tens of thousands of businesses from all different industries that share your value for life, family, and freedom. Whether you're looking to buy coffee, find a new athletic clothing that knows what a woman is, and shop for clean skin care, or simply find a new restaurant in your community that won't lecture you about your political views, publicsq.com is your resource. Public Square also offers discounts to many high-quality businesses on the platform so that you can actually receive incentive for spending money with companies that don't hate you. Public Square is free to join as consumer or a business owner, and you can get started today at publicsq.com. Remember, either as a consumer or a business owner. Download the app now. That's publicsq.com, publicsq.com. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, in the 6 o'clock hour, we're going to have Carrie Sheffield. We're also going to have Cynthia Hughes, the uh, Rachel Powell, sentenced to almost, was it five years in prison, federal prison today? Five years. How does it make you feel? Good? Does it make you feel good? This is a mother of eight with a 17-year-old daughter because she went in the Capitol. I don't know. It was part of the party, broke a window. Eight, uh, five years in a federal prison. They asked for eight. Merrick Garland, you know, crying, oh, you know, my grandparents, my parents, and crying, blubbering. Five years in a federal prison for what at best was a glorified misdemeanor. Think about that for a second. To tell you how bad it is and how bad it's going to get, ladies and gentlemen, what I say this morning on the show, why are you having a combatant commander, one of the five, four or five most important flag officers in the American military, CENTCOM, in Jerusalem, <clears throat> and why are you sending a president of the United States? Unprecedented. Why are we doing this? We haven't done this since Casablanca and Cairo back in 
World War II, when we had a couple of victories under our belts, a couple of big victories. Why are we doing this? Well, Jordan, to show you, and everything there is symbolic and about face, just like in Asia. Jordan just announced that they canceled. Part of the reason he's going over there is um, is to, to meet in Amman with a bunch of different like, Palestinian authorities, but also uh, Jordan and talk about refugees, talk about all this with the Egyptian and Palestinian leaders. He's going to meet with the, the Jewish leaders in, 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 in uh, I guess, Tel Aviv. And he's going to go to Jordan, to Amman, for this huge part of it. Not so fast. They just canceled. He's on a plane. They just canceled. This is how little respect they have for the United States. You don't think they're going to come. You don't think they're going to put up a fight. You don't think you're going to have a major war with Hezbollah, who's tough as boot leather. And no, all these people, Nikki Haley, President Trump's so wrong. President Trump's so wrong. All these goofballs. They're evil. They're evil. They're evil. Didn't you hear that from that clown from Texas? that got us into Iraq with their lies, he and Cheney, they're evil. They're evil. We got that they're evil. We got that part. Let me write that down. They're evil. I got that. They're also smart, and they're also tough. And don't kid yourself. See, you're being tapped along. When you look at the TV for stupid people, and you see the RNC talking points, you're being tapped along. You're being herded like cattle. In his face, the Egyptians who, by the way, were underwriting them, were giving them billions of dollars. And the Jordanians would pay for the whole deal in Jordan. Cut the money off. We're paying the Palestinians like crazy. Cut. We're on every side of this trade. We're on every side of the trade, and we lose everything. We're putting money in to pay for Saudi Arabia and UAE. We're paying. We put money into to, uh, Egypt, to their economy. We're paying for the Palestinians. We underwrite the thing. We underwrite the deal, essentially. We underwrite Jordan. That guy's nothing. He's like walking around the uniform and the in the Ivy League wife, or I guess it's his mother, Princetonian. You're uh, you're paying for that. And then the Biden clown show can't even get a meeting. I'm going to be in the neighborhood. Could I come by and have a co- co- you know some of the Turkish coffee? Could I come by and do that? Maybe have a pastry. I'm in the neighborhood. Can we come by? No, we're busy. I'm you know we're I'm doing something that day. I'm I'm I'm. Uh, I'm training my Falcons. This is where we are. If you're under 35 years old, let me be blunt. If you're under 35 years old and you vote for this crap, you'd get everything that's coming to you you deserve. You are free men and free women. and Get on your TikTok and TikTok around and then vote for it. Vote for it. Vote for it, baby. Come on. Have at it. You're up and coming. We need a new generation of fresh voices. And then when Nikki Haley tells us every day, she drags out ideas, neoliberal, neocon ideas from the basement that have all failed. If, if these ideas hadn't failed, they wouldn't have a problem. The problem is it's all a total and complete failure. And now we got him. He came get a meeting. I'm in the neighborhood. Can I drop by? No, nah, I'm busy. I'm out with my Falcons. Can't do it. Let's check with my secretary. I'll get back to you. Maybe next week. The president of the United States. You don't think they think he's illegitimate. You think they do that to Trump. Uh, they would not do. Forget about it. Forget about it. 
Breaking news, British broadcast, BBC, Jordan has canceled DeMar's summit with Joe Biden, Egyptian and Palestinian leaders. They canceled it. We underwrite the guy, Jordan, the guy walking around the nice uniforms. Where he's on our payroll, but right, we underwrite the whole deal. We underwrite the Palestinians. We underwrite the Gaza Strip, the Palestinian Authority. You're giving, you're giving billions of dollars a year. We underwrite the Egyptians. We're on every, we underwrite the Israelis. We're on every side of the trade, every side. And we came and get a meeting. Oh, I'm going to go over and do the Biden. I'm going to do Bidenomics to him. I, we're going to go over. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. I got this. We're going to do that. You're not going to do anything. You can't get a meeting, <laughs> much less own the room. You got to get in the room to own the room. This is where we are. This is where we are. I don't know who put the missile into that hotel or into that hospital. I don't know if it's the Palestinian jihad trying to light it into 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 Israel and it came short. Sounds like a high probability. Or the IDF says not the F-16s. They didn't do it. They got proof they didn't do it. But what I can tell you is a lot of that's going to happen. We just have to face that reality. That's why I don't think it was a wise trip for Joe Biden to take. Because once you're there, you're going to own all of it. You're going to own all of it. All of it. And if the Israelis do what they say they're going to do, and they have a pretty good track record, particularly if they hearken back to what I call the Jewish Spartans of 67 and 73, if they hearken back to the Jewish uh, Spartans of what Thermopylae and Marathon and all that, they hearken back to their greater days in 67 war, they will get it done in uh, an efficient and lethal manner. And that is also going to have blowback, big league. And you have to be prepared for that. And to be their ally and to be their friend, you have to be able to collectively walk through. Now, exactly what are we going to do here? You feel good that Joe Biden's over there? This is what the King of Jordan said. Thanks, but no thanks, bro. Oh, but by the way, can you keep the cash coming? We got another hour and we're going to be lit. We thought we'd be doing votes right now, but Jim Jordan's team... Greater minds than ours decided we're going to do struggle sessions. Vote tomorrow at 11 a.m. on the floor. Back in a moment in the war room. For war room veterans, you know we have been all over this supply chain issue with China and medications and the uh, active pharmaceutical ingredients. China has a stranglehold on us where there's a way to break that. Jace Medical. I got an emergency medication kit from them. The FDA just declared a global shortage of medication and warned that critical antibiotics are in stream short supply across the United States. But you know that because you're a viewer or listener of the show. Now, here's the action you can take to correct. Do yourself and your family a favor and get your Jace case right now. It's a pack of five prescription antibiotics you'll have on hand for common emergencies. Just visit jacemedical.com. That's Jace, J-A-S-E, jacemedical.com. Take a few minutes and fill out the form. Your information will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medication will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. You'll be glad you have the Jace case. 
Go to Jace Medical. That's one word, J-A-S-E, medical.com, and enter code Bannon at checkout for a discount on your order. That's promo code Bannon at Jace, J-A-S-E, medical.com. You know what the problem is because you've watched the show. You can break, you can take action and break that problem by going to Jace Medical and get your Jace case today. Action, action, action. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67% and do it again. WARROOM HEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there, do it today. Check it out. 